you know, it's all sort of exciting when you when you see your your child grow up and go off to college or move out of town. But boy, I tell you, taking a retail operation from Oakland all the way to New York City as your second location is tough, I would think. Alisa Teichman knows what she's doing, though. She's been around retail all of her life. She's the founder and CEO of Wild Like and joins us right now from the hopefully friendly confines of New York City. It's good to have you with us. Thank you so much, David. I'm really happy to be here. So is it friendly up there? I mean, why, why New York City is your second? I mean, you're, you've got a successful store down here, this luxury jewelry piercing company. It's here. But why for the second store in New York City? You know, I I believe in New York so much. And, you know, as a, I've, I've always dreamed of having a store in New York. I lived here. I understand it. I went to NYU when I got my MBA. And so it feels familiar to me. And, you know, in a way, I, I really built my business in Dallas by um, being a physical presence there. Um, you know, my, my family, I have roots in retail. My family started Elong 23 in 1985, just a year before I was born. And, you know, Dallas has a known entity to me, and so is New York. So here we go. <laughs> and, and so you'll be bi-coastal because you're involved with... Elang too, right? Yes, I, I certainly will. I'm, I'm planning on splitting my time between New York City and Dallas. So what is the approach different in New York City? So you know the area, and, and but but is your approach different, or did you, did you just open the same store, but in New York City? So we have really worked over the past two and a half years since starting Wildlike on the approach to how we, how we look at piercing. We've reimagined it, and so... Um, you know, obviously, we've only been open for three days here in NoHo, but we think that the approach, kind of like our secret sauce and our cocktail, is this um, marriage of designer jewelry and a luxury experience with the tough edge of uh, body piercing and tattoo culture. So we plan to mimic the approach that we've been taking in Dallas for the last, uh, you know, several years. So, again, you 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 grew up in retail in fact you're second generation because your mother was on the show one time when they went back when the store was still in galleria at, no uh, way yeah, i had no Italy. idea yep yep you are you're second generation so but but you know th i can understand that store having you know, been around since 1985 but what about piercing is this a fad or is this something that's going to be around are you going to be doing this 30 years from now um, well, just as a caveat, I'm not personally a piercer, but I don't think it's a fad. I think body piercing has been around for a long time. Um, I think the way in which people curate, uh, the, you know, with different piercings and different pieces of jewelry and different on different parts of the ear is relatively newer. Um, but I do, I do look at piercing and I think that it's going, it's very much here to stay the way that, you know, people have been getting haircuts forever. It's just, it's really, um, you know, it's all about how you express yourself. And um, yeah, I, I very much feel like this is here to stay. You know, I think, I mean, I, I can only think of piercing pagoda or something, which actually came out of Zales years ago, but, but it didn't seem like a crowded feel. Do you feel like you can you can take this concept and run with it and expand it? I mean, David, I believe in it so much. So I really do. I, I, um, 
I mean, I have friends in pretty much all of the big cities across the U.S., and they all think wildlife would do well in their cities. And I tend to agree. I mean, I think that people want people want to be able to go to a place to get their ears pierced or to get their, you know, to get their body pierced or their, you know, style their ears where they're going to feel beautiful and accepted in a luxury environment. And it just simply doesn't exist in this way. So I do think it's here to stay. I believe in it. So how do you market something like this? Again, going back to an area where you are, you are not known and the name is not known. I mean, how do you break into the Big Apple? Well, right now we've started by, you know, just kind of word of mouth marketing, influencer marketing, just getting people inside the store to see what we're all about and to experience wildlife, to smell it and to, you know, see the jewelry and to really um, just kind of get an idea of what the experience is about. It's really all about um, the physicality of the store and getting people in and, um you know, just showing them and having that tactical experience. I guess social media makes it a little bit easier than than it would have in the past. It sure does. Um, I mean, social media, but also, you know, we've been, you know, I spent a lot of time in downtown Manhattan and I'm, you know, I'm spreading the gospel of wildlife by just, you know, meeting people and, you know, that the server at dinner the other night is coming in to get a piercing and, you know, she's, she's in the neighborhood and, you know, she works in film production. So it's just, it's important to just spread the word the old fashioned way, but then also use social media to propel that. So it's the holiday season. And, and I, I was reading the other day, this is the longest selling period that you can possibly have between Thanksgiving and Christmas, sort of the end of the big selling side. I, guess, I think it's 32 days. So overall, and thinking back really about, about also about, uh, about Elang, uh, how, what, what's it like? Are people buying? Are, uh, is the consumer back? I think that um, the consumer is definitely back. And I think that the consumer is spending, albeit more cautiously. I have to, I have to be honest. I think that you know, people are definitely investing in experiences, which is great for Wildlife. I mean, we've seen really great holiday sales at Elon, you know, at Wildlife. It's it's really, it's it's been very interesting to learn the seasonality of the piercing business. And believe it or not, um, you know, for example, last year, the week after Christmas, we had higher sales than the week before Christmas. I think that pe- it's it's really the sort of thing where people will get their Christmas money and then they'll come in and they'll get wild with their friends or their family instead of, um, you know, potentially purchasing for, for loved ones before. So in piercings, do you change piercings like, like, like you change earrings? Yes, of course. Um, so, you I know, the way that, the way that it works is, uh, are you going to come get a piercing by the way? Well, you're, you're talking me into it. <laughs> okay. So yeah, you get your piercing, you spend a few months. Um, you know, usually we encourage people to wait, uh, at least six months, depending on their anatomy and where the piercing is before changing it. But you get pierced, you come in for, you know, a checkup where we'll change the post based on how your body's swelling. And then you can come back and book a styling appointment. And the great thing about the jewelry that we use is that it's optimized for healing and swelling. So you don't have to take it out. I sleep in all my earrings. I shower in them. I work out in them. And then when I'm ready to change them, I just book an appointment. And my 
my handy dandy piercer will just help me kind of um, change up my whole look. So you can't do it. I mean, you can't just sort of wake up and say, well, I'd like to have, you know, rubies in my nose or something instead of a gold ring. I mean, it's not something, you, not something you can do yourself. You can. It just it depends because certain areas of the inner ear, um, you know, it's just it's always going to be better if you just have the piercer do it for you. And that's always an option. We have many people come in to do, you know, styling appointments. And it just it makes it a lot easier because because the pieces have that flat back that optimizes for healing and swelling, it can sometimes be tricky to take them off and then put a new one back on. I have a lot to learn. And I, and I know where I can find it at. So, uh, Lisa, we're with you. All, I'll wish you all the luck. Now, you're in an area, NoHo, and if, if, if memory serves, it stands for north of they don't even know how to pronounce Houston up there, you understand. I was going to say, are you going to say Houston Street? <laughs> no, it's Houston, but... It's Houston. Uh, yeah, until you yeah, until you get out of bed. So you're north of Houston Street. Yes, yeah, so we are on Bond Street. It's a beautiful um, historic block with uh, original cobblestones. And actually, the building that I'm in, um, I've, I've become friendly with the landlord and... we kind of did a little bit of a deep dive on the history and a long time ago, it was a public library. So I I love how beautiful and um, historic the neighborhood is. And the the location of wildlife is on 49 bond between Bowery and Lafayette. So it's very well positioned. We love the neighborhood. And we hope you're there for a long time. We wish you all the luck. Uh, uh, taking it to New York City and, and elsewhere. We'll check back with you as, as you grow it. Lisa Teichman, the you. founder, the CEO of Wildlife. Good to have you with us. Thank you so much. It means a lot. Thanks. For more of our conversation, go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.